picking up, we're doing Daf, uh, we're starting Daf Yud today. We're kind of in the middle of that, so you're talking about the, um, the people. We said the beginning of davening is, uh, signified by either, um, is either by, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, the, the beginning of the meal is either when you untie your belt or when you wash your hands. And we were talking about the untying of the belt, um, halon v'halohu, and we discussed, so the Gemara just wants to know now, four lines down, maskif lei Rav Sheshes. Rav Sheshes is going to ask, on why, why can't you just, uh, um, you know, just uh, is it such a big deal to retie your belt? So just retie it as you, you sat down to go eat your meal. It's, it's time to daven marv. Just, just tie your belt back and, and, and go daven. Why even bother retying your belt, right? Rebuckling your belt. Just stand up and daven now. So the Gemara doesn't answer the first question, but it answers the second question, and that's Mishum Shanemar, Hikon Likras Alekechel. You saw all the Pasuk says that you have to prepare to, um, to uh, greet Hashem. When you go to daven, you have to, uh, um, wear special clothing. So, you know, you, and you certainly can't um, go with an unbuckled belt to daven. So, Rava Barav Huna, and then we're going to talk about the different Amaraim, the Chacham that put on different things, they went through different processes. So, Rava Barav Huna, Rami uh, Puzmiki, he put on uh, slippers, special slippers, um, in order to daven, Umatsli, Amar, why? Because he came across the Kachal, it was, it was an act of preparation that he did to um, Davin. Rava Shadi Glima, he would remove his outer coat, Vupachar Yade, and he would clasp his hands, Umatsli, and he would Davin. Amar, he said that it should be Ka'avda Kamemare, like an Evid before his master. Amar Ravashi, Chazini Le Rav Kahana. So I saw Rav Kahana ki Ikotsara Ba'alma when the world was in distress. Okay, coronavirus. So Shadi Glima Upachayada. Then he threw off his coat. In other words, he he wanted to remove a, the cloak, which could be a symbol of 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 Malchus, of of of, of Adar Rashi says of splendor. So Upachayada. So he threw off his coat and he clasps his hands together. Umatsli Amar Ka'avdi Kamimare. But like like an Evan before his master, Kiyekashalma. But when there was Shalom, then Lavishu Miskasi he would actually dress up Umisate if he adorned himself with nice things. Umatsli and Davin Amar he come across the Kach Yisrael. So we see that it depends on um, you know what what the what the Matziv was. Ravah Chazye the Rav Hamnuna the Kamarich Bitzlusa Rava saw that Rav Hamnuna was davening for a long time. Amar he said, "What are you doing? Manichin chayle olam va'iskin v'chayisha that your Torah is chayle olam. You're spending all your time davening. You should be learning more and davening less." The who right? But Rav Hamnuna Sabar he held zman tiyul lechod zman tiyul lechod that there's a time to daven and there's a time to learn. And, um, and, you know, you dive in the proper way, however long it takes you, and then you go on to your learning. Rabbi Yirmiya, Rabbi was sitting... It's almost much more like tefillah than was more... It was considered like sort of your, a request list of things that you wanted for, for Gashmias as opposed to some spiritual endeavor like we look at tefillah today. C- correct. I mean, it's also... So the Chassam Seifer actually brings down that this is subject to Machlekes. Not subject to Machlekes. It's Machlekes Rambam and Ramban, whether Tefillah is Daraisa or Durabanan. And according to the Mandamar that holds that it is Durabanan except for Makam Tzara. So you have to really fit that into here and understand what Matzah they were talking about. Rav Yirmiya have a Yosef Kameh of Zera. He was sitting before Rav Zera. Aski Bishmaita. He was, right, he was going through the Gemara. 
got late to Davin. Rabbi Yirmiya was getting anxious. He was getting nervous. He's like, what about davening? Rabbi Zeira called Rabbi Yirmiya. He says, what are you getting so, so nervous about? That if you remove, focus on the Torah you're learning now. Because if you remove yourself from learning Torah, then your tefillah will be a Torah, will be an abomination. That, um, okay. So now we're going back to the beginning. We're, we're discussing when, 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 what's the beginning of the start of the processes, meaning that this is Negea because in the Mishnah we said that you shouldn't, uh, for instance, go to the barber and not to the merchats and not to the tannery and not to eat and, and not to din, that you shouldn't do any of these things once it reaches Man Mencha. But once it reaches Man Mencha, but, um, but what we said is, is that if you started, if you started, then you could finish. If you started, you could finish. So din. So we want to know now what is it considered the haschalas din, so that if one starts, they can finish. Please mute yourselves. No, no, no. Someone's on here. That's someone's on here that doesn't know that they're on. Hold on one second. Let me. Okay, I got. I can mute them. Yeah, someone was on who didn't realize that they were on. I'm not sure how that happened. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So now we want to know. So we want to know what is the beginning. We're at the uh, last of the small lines here. When's the when's the starting time of din? Meaning that once you're at the starting time of din, uh, if you actually started, then you could finish the dinner. Chad Omar one says, Mishiyis Atfu Hadayanim. When the Dayanim, they, um, they cover themselves with a talus, so when they started din, they would put on a talus, and that's, that was the, uh, uh, signaled the process of starting um, the judgment process. The Chad Omar. That's the long flowing robes that the judges would wear. Right. The Chad Omar. I'll mute you too if you're not careful. The Chad Omar. When the Balidinim actually start, they do the opening arguments. Okay, they don't, this, this is not an argument. That when they were already judging, meaning if it's not their first case of the day, so then it was when the case, the, this court case started when they began the opening arguments. But if it's, the first, if it's the first court case of the day, then the first thing they would do before the first uh, case is put on a talus. Ravami Bravasi have a Yasvi Garsi Amude. They would sit between the pillars and they would learn there. They would bang on the bolt in the doorway. right? They would make they would make an announcement saying If somebody has a din, somebody needs uh, a matter brought before the Bezdin, Leo Valesi, that they should come, meaning even though they were sitting there learning, they held the din was so important that uh, come be Mavatalas and we'll come, we'll come down what, we ha- what, what you need done. Rav Chistab, Rav Rav Huna, Havu Yasi, Bedina Kul Yama, they would sit the entire day, Havu Kachalishli Bayu. Yeah, I think everybody mute unless you have something specific to say. All right, and then if you uh, if you need to, if you need to ask a question or something, then unmute yourself. Okay, uh, the entire day, they um, they so the Rashi brings tupshatim that either they were very hungry, they were they, they didn't eat at all the entire day, 
or they were um, upset that um, that they they couldn't. Uh... Okay, can someone still mute? Okay, that uh, th- that they wanted to uh, stay more of the day. So either two shot them that they didn't eat, they were very hungry, or that they were upset that they couldn't, they couldn't, uh, that they that they couldn't uh, spend all day. Uh, they felt, and we'll see in a second, that they were supposed to spend all day in din. So Tano Luhu Rav Chiyabar Rav Midifti. Rav Chiyabar Rav Midifti said, that what do we see in the Pasuk in Yisro, that Yisro saw that Moshe was um, standing the whole, the whole day, that the, the people were standing there the entire day, and Moshe was donning. Really, do you really think that Moshe would sit and judge the entire day? If so, so then when would he actually learn Torah? It's coming to tell you, any die and any judge that, that judges the proper din, even for one moment, that he becomes a partner to Hashem with my sabracious. What is that? Where do we see that? Because it said in the Pasuk in Yisrael, uses that Lashon, by the Brias of Shemayim Ba'aretz is Vayer Vayvayker Yoyim Echad. So um, Rav Chiyam Edifti was trying to make, according to the Pshat and Rashi, that uh, uh, that um, Rav Chista and Rav Baruchuna were donning and they were upset because they couldn't spend all day donning. They only had a few hours or a little bit of time to uh, judge. So he was trying to make them feel better, saying that even if you do, if you if you don one for one hour for one moment, then we see you have. Uh, it's like you created the world. You became a partner to Hashem in, cre- in the creation of the world. So don't feel so bad about it. I'm, moving on to the next. An Masayyishim Bedin. So when should a Dayan? Um, when should a dayan actually? How long should they, should they actually uh, spend? Um, you know, j- uh, judging court cases. Adzman suda, right? Until it's time for dinner. Amar of Chama Micra. What's the pasuk? The pasuk says the chsev elach eretz. Which land are you? Shemalkeh nar v'sarecha ba'biker yoichlu. What kind of uh, what kind of uh, uh, country would it be if the Sarecha Babiker Yechelu Ashrecha Eretz, right? So what kind of what kind of world would that be if the judges, if the, the people in charge ate first thing in the morning? Ashrecha Eretz Shemakacha Ben Chayrin that they 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 uh, conduct themselves with dignity. Vesarecha Be'Eser and they eat at the proper time, meaning they eat uh, they don't eat in the morning because they're busy uh, judging. See, that's the end of the uh, pasuk. Bigvura Shaltaira that they're spending their time. What, what are they in the proper land? What are they doing? They're spending their time. And they're not sitting there kicking back, enjoying themselves. Why do we care at We want to know how long. No, we're we're coming off of what we said before that they felt bad for judging for an hour, you know, for only a moment. So now the Gemara just wants to know, practically speaking, how long should the Dayanim sit in din for? Is it twenty-four hours? Is it an hour? It sounds intoxication. Well, what we're saying, in just in general, in regards to the din, first we, we spoke about, right, we said that we had the extremes, right? He felt bad because he couldn't judge the entire time. We made him, we made him feel better. We made Rabbah and Chista and Rav Huna feel better by saying that they're Shutaf HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It sounds like all they had to do was maybe one judgment, right? So then the Gemara wants to know, practically speaking, how long should a judge sit? And the answer is, sit the whole day until dinner time. There's also Mashmah from Yeh- 
drank at, at, like in the evening, it was McCool to drink in the evening. But if you, normally people wouldn't drink by by lunch or whatever. True. True. So we want to know when's the proper time for people to be eating. Shavuot, the first hour, Michael Ludim. That is when the cannibals eat. Okay, Shnia, Michael Listim. That's when the robbers eat. Shlisha, Shlisha is the third hour. Michael Yershim, the trust fund babies eat. Revius, Michael Poelim. That's when the workers eat. Chamishis, Michael Koladam. The fifth hour is when every normal person should eat. Any fractigamar is that true? Vamar Rapapa Revius Mansudal Koladam. That the fourth hour is should be when the regular people eat. Regular normal, um, you know, middle class people. Um, El Revius, we're going to switch it around. El Revius, Michael Koladam. Middle class eat. In the fourth hour, Kamishis Michael Palim, that the hard laborers, so they're going to work, they're, they're going to eat at the fifth hour. Shishis, however, the longer, wait, the, the person that should wait the longest, Shishis Michael Tamil Chacham, that is Tamil Chacham should wait until the sixth hour. Makan Ba'elach, but if you extend, and don't go, don't try to be too from and eat past the sixth hour, because after that it's Kazarek Evan Lechemas. It's like throwing a rock into a flask, which is an expression to saying that it's not good for you. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just it doesn't do anything. At that point, you're too hungry. The food, um, however, however we, we understand that from a digestive purpose, um, it won't, you're, you're not maximizing, you're not maximizing your eating efficiency. So, Amar Abaya, Abaya said, Loy Amar, by the way, it's only true that you should, should make sure to eat by the sixth hour. El Deloy Tamidi Bitsafra. That's if you didn't have, uh, you know, coffee in Danish in the morning. About time, eat the If you had a snack in the morning, last number, then it, even waiting longer than the six hours would be would still be good. They ate one meal a day. They ate one major meal a day. Yeah. Amar Ravadamar Ava Mispalon Tfilaso Beis Hamerchatz. A person can daven. And we're going to talk about the halachas of Beis Hamerchatz. A person can daven in a Beis Hamerchatz. Now we have to understand it's very similar to, for instance, like how a, a you know a, a sauna or a gym or a spa would be set up. They basically had three rooms. So in the outer room, that was kind of, well, we'll start in the inner room. The inner room was where the, um, that's where the, the schwitz was, that's where the showers were. Then you had the locker rooms. The middle rooms, that's where people went to get dressed. And then you had the outer rooms where there was a couch. After you'd get dressed, you'd be finished, whatever you're doing, you would, before you'd go actually leave and go about your, your area, you'd sit down there and just relax because you're, you're very tight, you know, you, you're very worn out. Um, because you, you sweated everything out, so that's where you kind of revive yourself. That was the setup. So you had these three rooms. Mesvei. So Ravad, the Barab is saying, them to us that you can daven in a Beis HaMerchatz. Mesvei, we're going to ask Akasha, if you go into Beis HaMerchatz, where people are fully clothed, Yesha, Mikra, Vatvila, you can, you can say Shema, you can daven. And of course, you can greet your friend, like we, we discussed in Brachas, using Hashem's name. You can even put on tefillin in, this, in the most outer room. And of course, if you can put on tefillin, you do not have to remove your tefillin should you walk in there wearing them. So that would be the locker rooms, the middle room. And that's where they get dressed. You can greet people with Hashem's name. However, you should not say Shema or Daven there. You don't have to remove your Tefillin, but you should not put them on, um, you should not put them on in that middle room. 
That's the inner room where people stand unclothed. Ain't sham shila shalom. You can't even, you know, you can't even greet your friend with Hashem's name. And of course, you can't say Shema and you can't daven. And you must remove your tefillin. Of course, that means that you can't put them on in the first place. What do we see? That in the Merchatz, which is the inner room, of course, you can't, you can't uh, daven. So how did Ravad the Barava say that Mispalal Nutvilasu Vesar Merchatz? So my answer is Kikam Ravad the Barava the Merchatz Shein Boy Adam. There are no people there. So it's just an empty, you're, you rented out the entire bathhouse, and uh, then we're saying you could daven here, right? In fact, the Gemara, really? Then when we talked about a bathhouse, even if nobody's there, even if there is no excrement in the Beis at that time, still you can't use a new, freshly clean bathroom, you can't daven there. Hello, we must say, Kikam Rav Ada, Rav Ada is talking about Bechadti, he's talking about a new Merchatz, that it was a new Merchatz never used, and therefore you can daven in there if there's nobody else who has never been used, so then there's nothing wrong. I, Frech the Gemara, Bahamid, Ba, Ba, Yalei, Ravina, Hizminu, like we had in, in Brachas, Hizminu, Lebeis HaKisei, if you um, designated a room to become the bathroom, Mahu, Yesh Zimun, Ein Zimun, does the designation turn it into a bathroom and therefore you'd be ushered to daven there or does it not turn it into a bathroom? And we never answered that Shiloh. So how could Rav Adah come, come along and say, come, come along and say, Lav Huadin Lamerchatz, that a Merchatz should, should follow, like we see in the Brisa before, four line, three lines up, we treated the Merchatz like a Besakise. And just like a Besakise, it was a Shiloh, whether you were his Minu, whether you designated it um, to be used as a bathroom, even if you never actually used it, whether you could daven there or not, so too wouldn't wouldn't shouldn't the merchatz be subject to the exact same shaila? So Akravada say definitively that you can't daven there. So the says light Dilma shiny demais. That is only true that a, a bathroom is more disgusting, and therefore only by a bathroom would it be a shaila, even if it's new, whether or not you can daven there. But by a merchatz, it's not a shaila, and Ravada is saying you can daven there. There is a difference between merchatz and a besakise. But basically, you say your goof are talking about where it's never been used. It's not mus yet. Correct, and the, and the, yet and yet there was still a shaila mus. It's just in concept, not because it's actually something that's me is there. If there's if there's actually tzaya there, then of course you can't daven there, even if it was anywhere in the field. If it was in the field, not not a room. Ain't sham shila shalom. So we see that in the uh, inner part of the bathhouse, you can't you can't even say Hashem's name. We see this is a proof to Rav Amnuna, Ula, that you can't give Shalom in the base of Merchatz. Bishop Shemar, the Pasuk says, Vayikra lay Hashem Shalom. So, Gemara, Elamiata, Himnusan Nami, Aser, you should also not be able to say Naman. So, it used to be, let's say, like after they, let's say, uh, came to an agreement or did a deal, they would say Naman, that would be a way to, like, sign the deal. To, to to affect, to have chalais on the deal, that they would say, nem on a lashon of trust. Like, you know, like, I, I promise. Where do you see from Vayikra Hashem Shalom that you can't say Shalom in the... Hashem's name is Shalom. So you can't say Hashem's name. So therefore you can't, you can't use it in a Makkah. Correct. Correct. So Elamiyat and the wants to know, if so, then Himnusa Nami, you should also not be able to say nem on. Himnusa means, like, I promise. Like, they would say, like, I promise to do X, Y, Z, I promise. You shouldn't be able to say Himnusa either. 
Also, Lamemer Beis Akisei. Why? Because the Pasuk says the Chsib Hakel Hanaman. So we see that it says Hakel Hanaman. Bechitema Hachanami. You want to say that saying Neman and the Merachat should also be also. Amar Rav, Amar Chasi, Amar Rav, Bacham, Barguy, Amar Rav. Shara Lamemer Hamnusi Beis Akisei. We see that you're allowed to say it in a Beis Akisei, and a Merachat shouldn't be any worse than that. So the Gemara answers Hasam Shem Gufo Ikri Hachi. That there, meaning Hemnusa, is not Hashem's name, it's a description, it's a pronoun. Okay? We, we, we describe, we, we translate, we meturgam that the name of Hashem, when Hashem Hashem is Naman. Okay, it's a pronoun. It's an actual noun, it's how we're calling Hashem Ikri Shalom. Hashem Shalom. Hashem Shalom. Right, so we see that he called Hashem Shalom, and that is a way to call Hashem. Neman is just a, a pronoun, it's a descriptive um, way to refer to Hashem, but it's not actually the name of Hashem. If you give money to your friend, sorry, if you give matana, if you give a gift to your friend, you have to let him know that you gave the gift. Meaning you can't just secretly uh, give a gift. Shanemar, it says, to know that I am Hashem who is Makadashu, that the Kedusha we got was a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that, that Hashem made sure, made it a point to tell Moshe that Lodas, to tell him, Hashem, that it came from me, what is the drasha of that? Hashem told Moshe, In my treasure house, I have a, I have a beautiful gift, and its name is Shabbos. Let to know the Yisrael. I want to give the gift to Yisrael. Go tell them. Okay, so we see that what? That Hashem made it a point, not just to give us Shabbos, but to tell Moshe to, to let us know that Hashem was giving us Shabbos. Mikan Amr Hanoisim We see from this that in Midas Derecheretz that if you give bread to a child, you must tell his mother. Right? If you give candy to somebody, make sure to tell the parents. I hate when someone gives my kid candy in shul. What doesn't tell me? My avid lay. I just want to know how many hours I should nap for that Shabbos afternoon when they have too much candy. My avid lay. So how do you inform the mother? How do you inform the mother? So how do you send the kid? Is we're assuming that the kid is either not tr- trusted um, to deliver the message, or um, maybe he's too young to talk. So Amar you should rub uh, oil on his uh, forehead, and paint his eyes with uh, makeup, and that's the universal simon saying, "I gave your kid food." But now that we are concerned for this, this is, uh, seems to be um, uh, the, the way that the people doing magic, uh, for black magic, right? So kshafim, it looks like witchcraft. So my, so what, how should we do it? We can't be rubbing oil and, and putting makeup on kids. So you rub from that min, so you make sure to rub some bread on his uh, forehead or on his clothing to make sure that his mother would see it. Really? You want to say that you have to let him know? We see there's another b'risa that says that if you give a matana to your friend, you don't actually have to inform him. It says, this past week's parasha, Okay? Then Moshe did not know that his face was shiny. By the way, not only are we going to tie in last week's parasha, I also heard someone, uh, someone told me this, that... Uh, it's interesting that Moshe put on a mask, Kikaran Arpanov. I'm just saying. Okay? Um, but either way, we see that Moshe 
did not actually know that his face had this special shine. And so it must be that you, when you give a matana, you don't, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu didn't, uh, didn't inform him. So it must be you don't have to inform someone you give them a present. So like Kasha, the Gemara says, not Kasha, Haba Milsa when it's going to be uncovered anyways, meaning Moshe is going to come down from the mountain and the whole B'nai Yisrael are going to see that he has the shine on his face. So uh, he's, going to, he's going to find out anyways, then you don't have to inform someone you're giving a gift. Something that um, we will not necessarily come to light. The obvious question of Shabbos is the mitzvah of the Torah. Of course, it was going to uh, be uh, revealed to Kal Yisrael that they were going to have to keep Shabbos. So the Gemara says that Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave them Shabbos as a gift. The Gemara says, "Matan schar However, what Hashem was telling Moshe to inform them was of the matan schar of whoever keeps Shabbos, and how beautiful the schar is. That is the the gift that they would not necessarily know, and therefore, um, and therefore, what the benefits of keeping Shabbos, and therefore, Moshe told Hashem to make sure to inform Kal Yisrael. Rav Chista have a nakid biyade tarti matnasa detura. He had two portions of matnas kahuna. Rav Chista was a kain, and he had two portions. Um, uh, he had two portions of of zera lachaim the keva matnas kahuna. Amar he said komanda asi va'amar lishmait sachad to mishmei rav. Whoever comes and tells me a new memra from rav that I never heard yasvina le niale yavina le niale. I will give him my matnas kahuna. Amarle Rav Merchasya, Rav Merchasya came and he said, "Hachi Amar Rav, Hanoisim Matana Lachavera Tzach LeDiyosh and Amar." As the pasuk says, "Ladash Ki Anesha Mekadeshchem." If you give him a matana to your friend, you have to inform him. The pasuk says, "Ladash Ki Anesha Mekadeshchem." Yavani Alei. So Rav Chista gave, Rav Chista gave um, Rav Merchasya the Matnas Kuhuna as he promised, since he came with a new memra. Amar. So Rav Chista said, "Chavivin Olecha Shmeitz and the Rav Kulei." Hi, do you really love the members of Rav? They're so beloved to you. Amarle in. Rav Chista said, "Yeah." Amarle. So Rav Rav Amar Mechasia said, "Hainu da Amar Rav Milsa Al Bishayu Yekira." That the um, Rashi says, "Mil Dama Yekarim." That this is what Rav says. That the clothing, a person's suit, let's say, is most valuable to the person who's wearing it. Meaning that because you, Rav Tana, are a Talmud of Rav, Rav therefore you uh, are willing to spend a lot of money to, and you want it, you, you have a yearning to hear what a Shmuas are because it's kind of like your clothing, your Rebbe. Amar le Amar Rav, Hachi. So Rav Chisa said, Really? Rav said that about the clothing? I like the second memra better than the first one. If I had other achriti, if I had other matnas kahuna, I would actually give them to you, but I don't have any more left. We have more shmaitzes of rav. Don't treat. Um, your one son, don't show favoritism to one son over the other. Because of the measures of two slime of fine wool, that Yaakov gave to Yosef, his, um, his brothers, the brothers were jealous of Yosef, and the matter um, eventually was revealed. But because of that, that's what caused the events that set in motion the events of Kali Yisrael ending up in Mitzrayim. 
And even though Tesis brings down that even though um, you know that this was actually Nigzar from Avram Avinu's time, however, it's because that they had extra uh, Inoy, that there was extra Inoy set in motion by the fact that the brothers were jealous. That's the way Tesis explains it. And that's, and that's what he's saying, that we see that that all came out of the favoritism that Yaakov showed to Yosef. A person should live in a city that was more recently settled. Since it's more recently settled, it has less since. As the Pasuk says, by light. So what's happening here? The Malachim come to take light out of Sedaim. And... The Malachim are going to about take him out. And Light says, as they reach the outsides of the city, he says, there's a city that's very close to escape there. And it's small. Okay? So the question can be asked is, why is Light, when he's saying where we're going to go to, that we should go to, we should go escape to a city that's close and small? If you want to say that this means he's the latest informing the Malachim, by the way, if you're interested in understanding the demographics of different cities, there's a city that's close and it's a small population. Who cares? They can see that it's close and they can see that it's small. They, right? The Malachim can see that on their own. Ella, what was Loit referring to? Since it was more recently settled that this city that Mitzar. Um, this city, Behemitzar, that it was smaller, that light wanted to go to, it was, uh, it was more recently settled. Therefore, Avanasem Mutsarin, right? Sedaim was being destroyed because of the Averis that were there. So light was saying, let's go to a city that was more recently settled that has less Averis. Amar of Avan Mikra, what's the Pasuk, the Pasuk says? Tichsev, Imalta, Na, Shama. What does Na mean? Na is Begamatria, Nun Vachad, that it's 51 years, have Right? So after the Daraflaga, that this city that Light wanted to go to was only there for, had only been established, established 51 years earlier. And Sadaim was there, was settled 52 years earlier. So that's why, in Light's mind, that's why it got destroyed because, like Nismala Salsa, it got full of Averis after 52 years. So I'll go to the next city, at least I'll hang out there for a year. Okay. Um, now, by the way, so I'm sorry, so his cheshbon was to go to this other city because it was more recently settled. It was a year younger, and therefore he'll have he'll buy himself a year that way. Make sense to bring a riot from, from somebody who lived in Light got saved. Right, but he chose to live in a, in a place that needs to get destroyed. Right, in other words, but we see that, yeah, I know, if anything, we see that Light was thinking logically. If Sadaim got destroyed after that virus, after 52 years, so I'll go to a place. He didn't say, I'm going to do tshuva. He said, I'll go to a city that only has 51 years worth of bad stuff. So, um, Vishalva, son, by the way, we're just talking about Sadaim here, the Vishalva, the peace of Sadaim, Chafav, meaning of the 52 years, don't think that they, had, they lived fat for 52 years and they enjoyed themselves. That it was actually only 26 years that they enjoyed themselves. Dechsev, why? Because prior to them having peace, it says, For 12 years, Sadaim served Kedar Laimar. And for another 13 years, Maradu, they rebelled. To put down the rebellion. And that's when um, this whole thing, uh, Sadaim ended up getting settled. So 12, 13, and 1 is a total of 26. So out of the 52 years they had, 26 of them were fraught with fighting in civil war. All right? Tomorrow, Mirz Hashem, uh, it'll be the same link for tomorrow. 
And um, whatever, if anybody has any comments based on today's year, just uh, PM me and I'll send out a little summary of the DAF on WhatsApp. Hey,